Hello friends, uh, it's been a while, sorry life has been so busy. Um, so today I would like to talk about, I'm just, again, this is my journey of um, freedom um, and from abuse and um, I want to just go over all the points like um, I spoke about this before that you would read on the internet and you know, uh, symptoms of a narcissist or whatever and sort of like go over all those points but just like one at a time so that you can understand and see um, those signs in your partner or spouse um, because I've heard before many times from other friends they would say hmm, a, a few of the um, components apply but I don't really understand the other ones and maybe maybe I'm just overreacting it's you know what I mean it's just always that kind of thing and I did the same thing um, so I'm going to talk today about um, self-entitlement. This is something that narcissistic partners, um, it's because really actually inside, because of whatever, however got them to this point in their life, they're actually pretty basic and pretty mundane. They're uh, self-conscious, they are not self-aware, they are nervous, they are scared inside. And so this big brick bubble that they build around themselves is their protection so everything that they put out there is sort of fabricated made up so it looks and appears to be just so wonderful Uh, but inside it's like they're just terrified about everything to not be important to not you know to get embarrassed or to not be special to not be wanted to not be seeked out so um, I'm going to speak today about um self-entitlement and this was huge in my family in my life because my partner was so self-entitled I mean from early morning to late at night I was on the clock and he was extremely demanding I've spoke about this before like he didn't even get himself a glass of water tea coffee toast food snack I mean he was pampered feet were rubbed back was rubbed uh, just every single thing you could think of to be pampered and that was the things that were and plus things that you wouldn't even imagine that someone would do um, it was always like he would get the best of everything when I was baking or making food or mu- making muffins or whatever Sometimes, you know, cookies break or they look ugly or they burn a bit or muffins would be misshapen or broke, the top broke off and those, he would never get that stuff. That would be for the kids and myself. And then the perfect ones would only go to him and it just became that way. It just morphed into that and that was just what we did. That's just how we uh, did it. And um, also for like groceries or whatever. Uh, he would always buy like you know I would ask for things and I wouldn't get them because he didn't really care they weren't important to him Um, but like you know bring home like really expensive steaks and then he would get me to cook those up immediately and then if there was leftovers you know the kids would have the whatever was left on the plate you know what type of thing I mean he obviously provided for them but I mean when he wanted what he wanted he got what he wanted and that was it and then if there was any scraps left over yeah you can have it or whatever and um that was the way it was that even alone time like if I wanted alone time you know just to do something for myself no, not important but but it was important for him you know he needed to go off for the day or he needed to go for a drive here and there or I have to go fishing I want to go to camp you know and it was never like 
for me. It was always just for him. And um, he had the most outrageous, and I know other uh, spouses in this situation have told me this, outrageous, um, outrageous requests. And like, you know what I mean? And I knew that if I didn't do it, there would be obviously fallout. So I always, to myself, I was like, you know what, just it's kind of better to do it now to suffer a little bit now than to suffer so much more later um like requests of making homemade pierogies at 10 o'clock at night a sm- just make a small batch of pierogies I want pierogies I'm uh, you know I'm like, okay sure and like I literally uh did that and even his phone calls um he would write down on a piece of paper all the questions he wanted me to ask with like a box, yes or no, a room for an answer. And I would have to make his phone calls uh, for Kijiji things and other things that, you know, rental car or uh, looking for something, whatever it was. I was to, I was like a secretary. I had to take down all the the details and then report back. And um, insane. Like uh, also too, when it came to me uh, getting any kind of money, like at all uh it had to go to him and you know I'm my shower my baby shower all the proceeds of that I was so excited because that money was you know for me to buy nice things and whatnot and all the money went to him uh birthday uh presents stuff like that went to him or he'd be like oh just use your money now like if we stop for takeout or stop at the grocery store just use your money now and and I'll give it back to you later oh that would never happen there's no way in heck he would let me have money and also sadly like this is very sad and it hurts me deeply to even admit this um but even like when my kids got money for birthdays and Christmases, he'd be like, he would either take it or just tell me to spend it on groceries and be like, that's your grocery money. And like, it hurt so bad to do that. But like, I, and I feel bad now for my kids now. Like, I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't a t- terrible amount of money. It's like I ripped them off thousands of dollars. But even just the thought of it, it makes me feel sad that I had to do that and that I stood by while he made me do that. I feel very sad and regretful that I didn't stand up and leave at that point or earlier than that. But I mean, like I said, this is my healing journey and I, um, it's terrible. Uh, those things that happen feel, feel really helpless and I feel really powerless in those situations. Um, another brutal, brutal blow was, this was close to the end, but not at the very end. It was getting there for sure. Um, and I left and I brought the children with me and I was trying to find a new place to live and I had a friend who was trying to help me find a place and I had other friends that were like, yeah, you know, you're doing the right thing. And I was just kind of scared um, because every time I left, I was scared because again, I fell into the same trap of not having money, of being too intimidated and too broken and beaten down to get a job, uh, to even look for a job. And uh, so I was just like, Ah, what do I do? And um, a friend of mine, and I didn't even request this. It was so crazy when it happened. We were at her home and she had, I was a uh, Christian back then. I'm not a uh, Christian any, anymore. But anyways, um, she had a, an evening where she had friends over, lots of friends. And uh, people were like, a couple people that I was speaking to, I was saying, you know, I, I left him and I gotta just figure stuff out. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna get through this and all this stuff. I was trying to be really positive. And later on that evening, 
the husband of my friend, he passed me a piece of paper and he said, this is good, I'm glad you're doing this. I'm like, thanks a lot. So I put that in my my pocket. I realized it was a check, so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna be a you know, weirdo and look at it right in front of him. So I put it in my, my pocket. Later on that evening when I was leaving, as I got home to my parents' house, I look at the check and it's $10,000, literally. <laughs> People, you have no idea. And he wormed himself back to me because I let him know that I had that money. Can you even believe that? I was so, not right away, obviously, but it was like maybe three weeks later, and I let him know that I had that money, and he took it from me. Not that very day, but he wormed himself into that situation, and I allowed it, and I did allow it, and I know it was horrible, but I did get that money back because um, he actually later on bought a car for me for the first time in in my life so um and I believe he did it so that he had more freedom away from me having to not drive me and the kids here there and everywhere so I did get a good portion of that money back but I mean I'm not talking about the money or the car it's just the fact that that's how that's how um messed up I was how much I was abused and broken that I had a chance to have money that would get us an apartment for the meantime till I got myself together and got a job but I chose to allow him to know that I had money and he he did end up taking it from me so um just to let you guys know like this is you're not alone and you're not crazy and doesn't matter what stupid things you've done what mistakes you've made or how you've you've bent to that person's will you can bounce back Um, I am definitely looking forward to a couple of awesome interviews I have with a couple of uh, two or three people that I know. I'm I'm so excited to hear from them and hear about uh, their experiences and their journey. And I'm going to share that with you in whatever way I can. I don't know if they want to be on with me talking to you or if they want just a phone call. But whatever it is, I have three awesome people that I want to share their life uh, experiences with you. And I think that we can all, me included, learn from it. Okay, guys, that's about it for the day. Uh, Have a great one. And don't forget, please don't forget, if you're listening to this, there's a reason for it. You're not nuts. You're not crazy. You're not overreacting. You're not paranoid. You are a human being. And you deserve a full life. You deserve your own things, your own life. And you are a great person. You are, you are good enough. Okay, have a super day. Peace and love. Bye.